Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show is outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise this coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great simulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for all our friends worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. Welcome to all our friends around the world. Today, 
Yours truly, Joyce Barry, personal and professional success coach, host of this worldwide radio show. Today, I will share my personal experiences. I call the show Believe It or Not, and it's very personal. You can you can believe them or not. They are amazing, extraordinary, outside the box, way outside. And if you have any doubts as to the authenticity authenticity of these experiences is just ask anyone who knows me. So I'm going to give you a countdown from number eight to number one. And as I say, you can choose to believe them or not. Number eight was surviving a near-death experience. This happened to me at the end of June. Uh, I went into a hospital to take a biopsy. Uh, There was something that showed up on my lungs. So I went in for a biopsy test. And uh, my blood pressure shot up to 230. So by the end of the test, I was in intensive care, living on a ventilator for more than a week, and then got transferred from intensive care to acute care for about another week or so. And then after that, by ambulance to a rehab center where I lived there for over two months, literally having to learn how to walk, how to stand, how to move, how to eat, everything. I did not have a stroke. I was told later I had seizures uh, that to this day they have no idea why that happened to me. Uh, 50 pages of notes and reports, not a clue on why I went through that. And it was an absolutely uh, an amazing experience where I personally believe that I passed over to the other side for at least a week and was brought back to uh, do this show. I believe that's my purpose in life, my mission in life, to make a difference to all of you out there that listen to the show. So I survived this near-death experience. It was a long road back to recovery, and it literally uh, opened up uh, the truth about the importance of each and every day living it to its fullest because you never ever know what will happen to you or when so thank god i survived that near-death experience uh talking to the neurologist after when i was conscious talking to my other doctors who had seen me there everyone said literally uh, it could have gone either way As I said, I do believe that I left the earth and was brought back a week later because I have this huge mission of changing the world one person at a time and one positive action at a time. And that, folks, is I would have to say is the number one uh, extraordinary experience that certainly should be in Joyce's, believe it or not. All the rest are on a much lighter note and a, a funnier note, a more humorous note. So number seven is there was a contest at a professional business networking event. 
So imagine a room full of business people that you're networking to get more business, to have more opportunities. And somebody went in front of the room and made the announcement that they were offering two tickets to the ballet uh, because suddenly uh, something came up for this person that was very important to them and they couldn't make it. So they were offering it in a contest to the most outrageous person in the room. So they asked that you please step up to the front of the room and get online and share uh, why you should be awarded the prize for the most outrageous. So there was a long line, and I always, when I enter a contest, I go last because when I go earlier on, people were ten times harder to beat me because they're not expecting anything from me. I don't have that outrageous look, that extroverted look, but I am those things. So I went last, and before you know it, uh, 98% of the people uh stepped off the line and sat down, just being in front of the room uh, had them very nervous and they didn't want to participate. So now pretty much all that's left is me and another person or two. And the one uh, that was right in front of me got up and in a monotone voice said simply, I am engaged to be married, and I would love to win this contest so I can take my fiancé to this ballet. That's what I would like to do to celebrate our upcoming marriage. So then I was next, and I was wearing slacks and a top over a bra, and what I did was take the top off my top, literally, and throw it across the room. That left me in front of the room with a bra and slacks in a very professional business networking event. Once again, the contest was for the most outrageous person in the room. And I never planned these things out in advance, in the moment, uh, right then, right there. That's what I decided to do. I had no thought when I went to the front of the room what I would be doing. That is what I chose to do. So the next thing was they asked for a round of applause uh, for the one you thought should win the contest. So the the one that said, I'm engaged to be married, and that's how we want to celebrate, uh, believe it or not, got much, much more applause than I did. I was stunned. I was literally stunned because the contest was the most outrageous, not what you should be awarded a prize for. Uh, because of something coming up in your future. Literally, that person won. I can't tell you how many people came over me, over to me that was literally as stunned as I was, um, but they said, you know, people were just acknowledging that they were getting married, and that was their way of congratulating them. So there you have it, my number seven. And... By the way, in retrospect, when people came over and told me how how bad they felt that I didn't win, I said, you know what, maybe they deserve to win because as for me personally, the most outrageous thing I could do would be to get married. So there you have it, folks.
Number six, believe it or not, this happened to me yesterday, and this is what inspired me to do this show today. I had not even thought about any such show until number six in my believe it or not list showed up yesterday. I was pranked by the one and only Howard Stern. Yes, on his show, what they did was they had called into one of my shows, my show on December 22nd. The guest was John Bell. It was live on the 22nd, and what happened on that show is I got several calls. One said he was Michael Caine, the great actor from England in an English accent, and then several other callers with different voices, different phone numbers, even in the chat room, other names, and they were all very outrageous kind of messages. You could call it a prank. I, this never happened to me in all the years on radio that callers uh, had prank calls. Now, this show, this segment was aired on the Howard Chern show on yesterday. People call me. They say, Joyce, I heard you on the Howard Stern show. One of them actually hit his recorders, and I heard it for myself. So they said when they heard what was going on, they said, that's Joyce, that's Joyce. And uh, Howard used that those pranks on his show live yesterday. Uh, and the people that heard it called me. So there I was, folks, on the Howard Stern Show, having no idea how he found me and my show, decided to prank us, and then used it <laughs> on his show. I think that's pretty extraordinary. I could hardly believe it. And just one more note on that. I was astonished that Howard found me, and I took this as an omen that a lot of more celebrities, influential people, uh, people from all walks of life that have a, uh, an extraordinary voice and message will find me as well. And this will be my best year ever, I have no doubt, and I wish that for all of you folks as well. Number five in my Believe It or Not list, comes from the scene when Harry met Sally. Uh, you all must know of the orgasm scene. It was one of the most popular scenes in movie history. When they were sitting at the table, uh, Crystal and um, I forget her name, the actress, uh, when she pretended to have an orgasm because Billy Crystal said he doesn't believe any woman could fake an orgasm that he wouldn't know that it was fake. So there she was, the uh, lady actress, really writhing and moaning and groaning at the table like you wouldn't believe in an, um, a luncheonette. And in I was in a nightclub in the Bahamas, and they asked that uh, women come up to the front of the room, get online, and recreate that scene. Uh, that was the contest, and they went. To, they would win two airline tickets. Well, once again, folks, there was a very long line, 
and I go to the back of the line uh, always in any contest because, as I said, they don't expect much from me that I don't look, I don't have that kind of look as this wild, uninhibited woman. So I go last, and people were moaning and groaning. People were doing things like that indeed. But what I did, and again, I was the last one, the one who announced it, the DJ at the nightclub, was standing in front of me when he introduced me. I got down on my knees, put my hands on his rear end, and was moaning and groaning and writhing and massaging his rear end. And the room went absolutely wild, wild folks. And by the loud applause and the screaming and all of that, I was indeed the winner. So there you have it. That was number five of my most outrageous things. And, folks, something you can do, I don't know how outrageous it is for you or how professional it is or how wonderful it is or how positive it is or all of the above, but that would be to listen to this show every day. And here, in the wise words of Beverly Nadler, is why you should be listening. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. Yes, folks, we ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce, Barry, and Friends dot com b a r r i e and on the home page joyce barry and friends dot com right under my picture you'll see follow click on that become one of our followers and you need not miss any show if you can't be with us at 11 a.m eastern live you can hear any show 24 7 in our archives
So there you have it, folks. I gave you numbers 8, 7, 6, and 5 of uh, the Joyce Barry, uh, Joyce Barry personal, believe it or not. And the last one where I was in a contest where I emulated uh, the scene from When Harry Met Sally, the orgasm scene, the actress that did it in the movie was Meg Ryan. She was playing off Billy Crystal, who said it can't be done, an orgasm, a fake one, will never get past him. That was my number five. My number four from Believe It or Not, was that I won a Michael Jackson look-alike contest. Uh, it was a professional contest. It was held in a restaurant, and uh, the the prize, the first prize was $1,000. Absolutely amazing, $1,000. What was amazing was I was competing against African-Americans, good-looking, Uh, good-looking men, professional dancers, and there I was in this lineup uh, to compete in a Michael Jackson look-alike contest. Uh, What I want to say about that is, again, I went to the last place online. Again, I knew that they didn't think I had a chance, Uh, and they were even saying that, what is she doing here? Um, I look absolutely nothing like Michael. I can't even moon dance. Uh, But what I did do was buy a black curly wig. I had bought the black shiny pants, the white glove. I wore one, the white socks. I had my face professionally done, light skin, black, the way Michael was. And uh, everybody went before me, and they did their thing, and most were pretty good moonwalk dancers and certainly looked like him. And I didn't fit any of the above criteria. I brought with me the CD of the a song, Bad, and I danced to it. And trust me, folks, I was very bad, very unexpected. Not bad in my performance, but bad as an outrageous bad. I danced to it. The room went nuts. They were screaming. And then they said they'll take a break so the judges could decide. These were all radio professional judges, people that knew people from the arts like that. And when they took the break, everyone came over to me and said, Lady, we don't stand a chance. You're really something else. And yes, indeed, I won first prize in the Michael Jackson Lookalike Contest. Number three, I literally was one of the first women in the world to be a stockbroker. In the 60s, women were not stockbrokers, not at all, not anywhere. And I decided I want to be a stockbroker. And I always had the kind of personality uh, that if people told me I can't do something, that would be reason enough to go ahead and do it. So I went to, uh, took courses in finance, all of the above, prepared for the exam, passed it, became one of the world's first lady stockbrokers. And, uh, to this day, it is something that people can hardly believe because it was hard enough to get into Wall Street, let alone be a lady stockbroker. 
the other one that was notable in those days, and she actually had her own uh, firm at that time, was Mickey Siebert. So kudos to you, Mickey. She had her own firm. I was a lady stockbroker, but as I said, there wasn't <laughs> hardly anyone anywhere in the world female doing that, and that's one of my pride accomplishments, but I also have similar pride in being the winner of a Michael Jackson look-alike contest. The number two on my personal believe it or not list, number two is that, and again, this is literal, uh, there was an airplane taxiing out of the runway that I had to get, get on. It was essential I got on that plane. I had arrived at the airport an hour early. Uh, I was going to be the keynote speaker for a Fortune 500 company, and I was the speaker that afternoon. Uh, I was met at the airport by the representative from that company whose job it was to to escort me to the hotel where the conference was to make sure I was taken care of. And um, he had... Uh, he he was there when I arrived there an hour early. He had his, his tickets, but he didn't have mine. So, and it was, of course, it was all paid for by the company. So they asked me to produce ID, which I did, and they said it wasn't sufficient. They needed to see government issued ID. Now. I don't drive a car, so I didn't have a driver's license. I don't carry around my uh, my card for um I don't carry around the ID cards that uh, the state issues in lieu of a marriage license a marriage license in lieu of um, your ID governmentally issued. Uh, the passport is what I was thinking about, and I only would take a passport when I was going out of the country, so that is government issued, but I didn't have it on me. All I had on me was credit cards, mail addressed to me that I threw in my purse, uh, things of that nature I had on me, but nothing government issued. Now, keep in mind, folks, this is way before the days of what went on on 9-11. I certainly knew then uh, how serious they were and strict they were at the airport. This was way, way before that. So uh, I didn't know anything about the kind of ID required no luggage at all. All I had on me was a business folder with my notes that I wanted to cover uh, as keynote speaker of this seminar, and it was to all executives. That's all I had on me. And in my purse, all I had, as I said, was like uh, credit cards and wallets and things of that nature. Well, I begged, I pleaded for an hour uh, to let me get on that flight. They wouldn't do it. The man that I was with to escort me didn't say a word. He didn't even open his mouth uh, to say anything in my behalf. I fended for myself, and each time I spoke to someone about getting on that flight, uh, they said, rules are rules. It must be government-issued ID. I would ask for the supervisor the next level up, the next level up, the next level up, and they kept bringing them out. 
finally, it was 8.30 a.m. when the flight was going to be leaving. I had said to them, I want to speak to whoever uh, whoever is in charge of the airport. They said the person that's highest up hadn't arrived yet. So I said, put a note on his desk. He has to come out immediately, leave a message on his phone. Whatever it takes, I have to be on that flight. This was something that was arranged months in advance. It was quite a large uh, sum of money at the time to do that kind of speaking engagement. I had several prior meetings in New York about what it was going to be like, and there was the time for the plane to be leaving, and I did everything I knew how to do to get on that plane, and it wasn't happening. At exactly around 8.30, just about 8.30, I see a man coming towards me, and I just knew by instinct that would be the guy in charge that they did try to reach him, and he had just arrived at the airport. So I said to him, sir, you got to let me on that flight, whatever you need me to do. If you need me to get on my knees for you, I've never gotten on my knees for any man before, but I will for you. I must be on that flight. So apparently prior to him coming out, he was filled in. So he called security, said, run, run, run. And he told me where to go. And he said, I'll call ahead and tell the plane to wait for you. It was the Boston shuttle. It was an hour flight. I couldn't believe for that hour flight with nothing on me, no luggage, nothing, way before 9-11 what I went through. So I'm running ahead, running around to the gate that he told me to go to, and lo and behold, it was the wrong gate. It was the shuttle to Washington. When I saw it, I told them to call ahead to the Boston gate that I was at the wrong gate. They had gotten word from the man in charge to hold the plane for me. But again, it was the wrong gate. I said, it's got to be Boston. Let them know. If I have to ride uh, to Boston on the wing of the plane, I'll do whatever it takes. So we ran to that gate. The plane was already taxiing out of the runway, uh, and it was several feet away when suddenly the plane stopped, came back to get me. And folks, when I got on the plane, everybody was looking at me like, who is that celebrity they would stop a plane for that they would come back for? So I announced the man's name that was my escort because I knew he would have had a seat next to him, and I needed him to let me know how to get to the hotel. I didn't know any of that information, so I wanted to be sure he knew I was on the plane. I didn't take just any seat. He raised his hand. I got there, sat next to him, and I said to him, why didn't you stick up for me? Why didn't you vouch for me? He said, because I really believe rules are rules and it wasn't going to happen. So there you have it, folks. I actually had a plane stop and come back to the runway to get me. So that was my number two on my list of eight 
for my believe it or not uh, believe it or not list. Number one, the number one believe it or not, Joyce Barry, and this is indeed number one. You heard about my number eight near death experience surviving that. You heard about my number seven, the contest from most outrageous person at a business networking event where I took off my top and threw it across the room. Luckily, I did have a bra on. The number six that happened yesterday that inspired the show was that I was pranked by Howard Stern. I was on a Howard Stern show. Um, uh, They took the excerpt from my show on December 22nd with John Bell, and the Howard Stern people pranked me by calling in with different voices, different accents, like Michael Caine, the actor from England, several others. They were in the chat room with other names. That was a prank from Howard Stern, and they played it on their show live yesterday. How I knew was that people called me and they say, Joyce, I heard you on the Howard Stern show. I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned that Howard Stern found me and pranked me uh, with those calls and then played it on his show yesterday. Number five, when I was in a contest in a Bahamas nightclub uh, for doing the orgasm scene from when Harry met Sally, what Meg Ryan did at the restaurant faking an orgasm. I did that. I won first prize. Number four, winning a Michael Jackson lookalike contest, winning first prize of $1,000 for that. My number three, being one of the first women in the world to be a stockbroker. My number two, of stopping an airplane that was literally taxiing out of the runway. And the number one of my Believe It or Not list is that you can get a free consultation with me. Yes, folks, free. You can talk to me about the possibility of hiring me as your success coach. You can get outside the box and do what you dreamed of. You, too, can be outrageous and go after what you want big time. Simply send an email to me at Joyce Barry at AOL.com, B-A-R-R-I-E. Put this show in the subject line, believe it or not, so I will know where you heard this offer. Put your name, phone number, and best time to reach you, Eastern Time, in the text. Believe it or not, this can be your best year ever. Hire me as your coach, and together, let's make it happen. And that is my number one of all those things I mentioned that I am offering to any of you listeners that send me an email to JoyceBarry at AOL.com. I want to set it apart from all the prior emails that went to Coach Joyce because I know there's going to be a really big response. Hearing this show, how could you not want to have me as your coach? (laughs) JoyceBarry at AOL.com. And there you have it, folks. That is the number one on Believe It or Not, Joyce's personal Believe It or Not. So, folks, I really, truly do wish you the best year ever. And I say to you, 
my prayer is to make this the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May this be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make it the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. I was just getting ready to sign off, but I can't do that without hearing a word from our friend, Psychic Peter Marks. Hi, Peter. Hi, Joyce, dear. How are you? While sharing my most outrageous experiences, and Joyce's, believe it or not, you're a world-renowned psychic, and besides that, you know me very well and that we talk every day. Uh, Did you want to give testimony that every word I said is true? Without, uh, I can give incontrovertible uh, statement of proof that everything that you... Uh, spoke about is absolutely of truth. Um, I have known you now for a couple of years, and I know you to be a woman of uh, credibility. And with your situation with the hospital, I went through it. We've talked about your experiences that you've mentioned on the radio that you've gone through. And I know that you're extraordinary. I've known that from the inception of connecting with you. And I also called in not only to let your listening audience know that everything that you have uh, purported to be true is absolutely true, but I decided to bypass the email, sending the email, and I want you as my life coach. Thank you so much for all of that, Peter. I just want to add one thing here, that uh, I was interviewed on two different shows, one by Keith Hooper in our archives, December 17, 2010, where I talked about some of these amazing experiences. Again, in the archives, December 17, 2010, 10, and most recently by Beverly Nadler, who interviewed me on April 4, 14, April 4, 2014, and that's the first one on the homepage of JoyceBarryAndFriends.com. Uh, it's our default show, so that interview uh, had a lot of these things that, or some of these things that we talked about today. Uh, Peter, what I want to say, believe it or not, is how close we came to be with each other. Uh, I uh, I am privileged to be your coach. I am humbled that you are my psychic. So certainly we really know a good deal about each other. And um, I want to let folks know that you're going to be on our show. Uh, what date is it in January? I don't have our book, my book in front of me. January 22nd. And February? Uh, February 12th. 
January 22nd and February 12th, why those dates are significant, folks, is that we have the exclusive with Peter Marks for radio. So you can actually call in and get a free on-air mini-reading with the world-renowned Peter Marks. Peter, anything else you want to say as we close out the show? Yes, I wanted to say that as extraordinary as you are, and as well as I feel I know you every time you're on the radio and every time I talk to you, I am enlightened, and at times you will come out with antidotal information and stories, and you still mystify me. You are st- you're, most, you're one of the most incredible people I've ever met because what you have gone through in your life and also medically, a lot of people would have succumbed to it, uh, the medical situation. You're here, and you're here for a reason, because you're here to go on to much bigger things and to also be here for not only people in the United States, but worldwide. And I thank every day for your friendship. Ditto, Peter Marks. Ditto. I am humbled by having the exclusive with you. Uh, I appreciate it. And, folks, as I said, become a follower of our show so you need not miss any of Peter's shows where you can call in and talk to Peter directly with your concern or question. So on that note, thank you, Peter Marks. God bless you and all you our too. loyal all our loyal listeners and followers, and I'm closing out the show as I like to do with the Joyce Barry Mash, the song in which you can sing along, dance along, and laugh along. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show and her poetry was just so good you know i want to listen to joyce again and again as joyce would say if not now when he did the mash the joyce barry mash joyce barry mash she is a coaching smash he did the mash you'll catch on in a flash he did the mash the Joyce Barry Mash. Wow. Joyce knows all about having fun. Wow. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. Wow. She's wow. a coaching sensation for not just me or wow. you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> wow. Have a fantastic day wow. and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>